grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for today's meditation, all three scripture lessons that we've already heard today. Oh, are they packed. They tell us so much about our lives. Oh, how's your lives going? How would you compare your life to say, oh, how about Joseph? Joseph, his life, he had so many blessings, right? Oh, in our Old Testament lesson, we learn how his family treated him, and yet he remained faithful. And do you remember that after he was sold into slavery, human trafficking, back then, when he, after he was sold, he got to be a slave in Potiphar's house and then falsely accused. Then in jail, oh, he had opportunity to leave and everybody forgot him again and again. So how's your life compared to Joseph? Good, bad, compared to? Oh, no. Our lives. We've got so much going on in our lives, bad and good. Oh, when we think about Joseph and his brothers and ourselves, in our Old Testament lesson, we found out that Joseph had a different attitude. He had been treated rottenly, except by God. God kept rescuing him again and again and again, and he became second most powerful person in all of Egypt. God was giving to Joseph again and again and again and that affected his attitude and his heart and then his behavior and so when he got the perpetrators of the great crime against him right in front of him and he had all authority he did a miracle no god did a miracle in him and he forgave he forgave his brothers who were so rotten. Hmm. Joseph had blessings. It changed his heart. What about his brothers? The brothers of Joseph got so many gifts of God too. They were a family of promise from Almighty God, the I am that I am, the covenant God had made a covenant with them and he showered them with blessings and they had enough to eat all the way until the famine. God had blessed them, but their response was jealousy. They needed a new heart and God kept showering good. So to teach them, he gave them the gift of a famine. A gift? 
that's kind of hard to see. It's a gift because it brought Joseph and his brothers together. And Joseph was going to be God's instrument to teach forgiveness. Well, God never does that anymore. That was just in the Old Testament, right? God never uses a famine, a pandemic, an illness, you name it. He can use all kinds of things in our lives to get people together, to get a new focus and set free to have a new focus in him, they can start being taught forgiveness. So how's it been in your life? Would you say that things have been good and your family's treated you just perfectly? So you don't need to learn forgiveness. They're just, well, we all need it. Maybe we need the gospel for today. Gospel for today from Luke. Sermon on the plain as we heard last week. Here, Jesus is teaching his disciples, those who are believing in him, he's teaching them, oh, we're to have good relationships with people and with God. And it's a little bit harder than we think because it's not just nice to those who are nice to us. It's love your enemies, be merciful to all, even as your Father in heaven is merciful to you. Hard news. Look, our families haven't always been perfect. Oh, we see the world. And how often would you say the world does good as opposed to bad? Oh, what kind of world do we live in? A fallen world. And when we look at ourselves, how do you measure yourself? Measure yourself against the mercy of God and how he is merciful to those who are good and bad. Hmm. Our relationships are part of what God wants us to do because he's first merciful to us. We've got a God that loved us first and then he says, go and love your enemies. He first acts on us and how did he do that? You know very well. We heard it in the children's object lesson and we know it very well. He loved us. He took our arguments, our quarrels, our inability to be merciful and he paid for it. But what a price. He who is true God out of heaven for us, taking on human flesh, fulfilling the law of God, going all the way to the cross and paying for it all himself. That's mercy. That's forgiveness. And that forgiveness 
brings us together with God. We have a togetherness and a unity with our God because he gave himself so completely for you and for me. So, whether we've been treated well or treated pretty poorly, we've been treated wonderfully by our merciful God who expended his life to give us life and forgiveness. He went so far that as he paid for our sin and destroyed our death, the father didn't leave him in the grave. He rose as we just sang. He is risen from the dead. That's our joy to say now, Easter, and at all times. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. This is true. And that's a sign of mercy. God's mercy for us. So that tells us that if we have a risen Savior that has conquered death, conquered sin, conquered the evil of our enemies and conquered the evil of ourselves, maybe we can take the joy of all that God has given to us and take that to ourselves and then share it. Can we love because we've first been loved? Can we forgive because we've first been forgiven? Can we take the mercy of Almighty God that surrounds us and is in us and serve one another? We've got a giving God. He's given Joseph so much. He's given Joseph's brothers so much. He's given all those who fight so much. He's given those who work for mercy and peace so much. He's given us so much. We're going to be in heaven one day. That is our gift from our God, eternal life at his cost. So now, how can we give to others? One is if we've got enemies, if we've got people that just aren't nice to us, could we think about their sin going to the same place our sin went to the very body of our Lord Jesus Christ, him taking it on himself and remembering that even as we are forgiven at the shed blood of Christ, they are paid for by the shed blood of Christ. And if we see our enemies and those that aren't being kind to us as objects of Jesus' payment, can we more easily give, serve, be merciful, forgive, and love? All because we are showered with all of that. Well, we got a giving God. And this is stewardship month. 
we can consider some concrete ways to give to others like Christ Lutheran Church and the ministries that it has and we can give time, talent, and treasure. We can even commit, make a pledge. And if you haven't done it, I understand there's still available cards that you can fill it out and bring it back to church. We have ways that we can serve one another, but it's all because we've been overshadowed or we've had it measured out for us that it overflows all because our God loves us so much and is so merciful and forgiving to us that we can start giving to others. In fact, since I've retired and had a chance to come to Christ Lutheran Church, I've gotten a chance to see all of you loving one another. Oh, you're giving because Christ Jesus first gave to you. And in turn, we get to see, oh, Pastor David Clark. He's been given by God so many gifts. He's now going to share those gifts as a leader of uh, Stephen's ministry. And we get to see that also at God Cares About You, people giving in so many different ways. And we're going to see the response that Eric Robinson, Pastor Eric Robinson and his family, they're responding right now to God's gifts of mercy. They're using the, their abilities to pack up their boxes and move here and to be part of all of you. They are responding to God's giving and coming to give to you. Well, what's your response? How are you going to respond to your God? If you don't feel like giving, take a time, go by yourself, look at our Old Testament lesson, our epistle lesson, our gospel lesson, and think again. How much has God measured out his love to you and overflowed all this giving to you. And then we can start giving more and more to one another. In Jesus' name who gave it all, amen.